All right, guys, huge episode of the Nordies podcast. We have all kinds of news. We are finishing up Harry Potter and the Order of the Rewatch. We give it a proper send-off. And uh, we have all kinds of things that you should be watching, especially during this spooky season of Halloween. Here we go, Nordies podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Really excited to be here. I'm also happy to be here. And how are you? I'm doing great. Can't wait to talk about lots of stuff. We have so much to talk about. We also had a great uh, sports cast from earlier in the week, so go back and check that out if you want to hear about the the Vikings. You want some some positives to go with all the negatives they've given us. Hey, how good is Break It Down, the new segment Break we're doing? Break It Down is a great new segment on there. It's kind of hard to write the questions, and I might run out at some point, so if you guys have any cool Break It Down segment questions that you'd like us to answer, let us know. I'd be really happy to, to ask it. Um, if it's good, I'll even give you credit. Uh, yeah, so we have all kinds of good stuff on that one, and this episode's going to be even better of course so much good stuff before we dive into our episode we need you guys to give us a follow on twitter and instagram if you guys haven't noticed i have cut facebook out of it facebook sucks love that fuck facebook um so twitter and instagram follow us on there let us know how you think we're doing let us know what you think let us uh, know what kind of things you'd like us to discuss and talk about you guys do a great job at that every single week and we love you for that also you guys can subscribe on Podbean, Podcast App, Spotify, Amazon, and Audible. Audible. Oh, I wasn't had close. It. I Next was, week, I wasn't close. Oh, okay. I wasn't close. I wouldn't have got it. It was gonna just. I was gonna <laughs> stare at you guys awkwardly. Um, guys, please give us a follow. Help spread the word about the Nord East podcast. And as always, give us that five star review. Yep, appreciated. We really deserve it. We sure do. All right, guys. We are going to dive into our first segment, which is Do We Care, as always. But before we do, we have an awesome beer that we're drinking. What are we drinking, guys? Good friends of the pod, Modest. This is called Don't Even Trip. It's a, okay, now, everybody buckle up, all right? It is a triple dry hopped oat milk and cream double IPA. Okay, that's a very long description. A lot to unpack there, but uh, it kind of tastes exactly like it's I mean, described. they described it, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have a beer that's super-duper flavorful, but isn't flavor-added. These are just regular beer ingredients dialed way up, a ton of hop, and uh, tastes great. A little bit of oat milk in there. I guess. For I good mean, measure. they do add some stuff, but it's not like it's adding after the fact to, yeah, for to sure. ramp up a fruit flavor or chocolate or something. So it's mostly the flavor of the hop, which is great. I got I to gotta take a little throwback here. Okay. I feel like this is kind of silky. Is it, though? I think it's kind of silky. Yeah, it's really delicious. They nailed this one. Silky. All right, guys. Here we go. While we're enjoying that, we're going to dive into Do We Care. And, uh, guys, you know how how, uh, history has been incredibly cruel to women? Of course. Like any powerful woman is like either like a slut or like died fucking a horse or something. Joan of Arc. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not even kidding. Like that's real. Well, you're a history teacher. You can say it and yeah. you, you know it. And it's, back it's, it's, just, back. it's just fake stuff where like great women are torn apart or they're seen as something is bad or wrong with them. And so um, it's, it, you know, that kind of stuff carries over into the world that we live in. And we like to talk about entertainment and sports a lot. And women are terribly underpaid when it comes to um, entertainment and sports for the most part, right? They're not represented. Jim, do you know where he's going with this? No, okay, not at all. all right. I'm, I'm <laughs> listening so, raptly. So Gal Gadot is uh, famous for playing Wonder Woman, right? Correct. And oh, Gal Gadot. She, 
as most people pronounce it. Gal Gadot? Like Gal Gadot. Like Gargamel? Yeah. What did I say? Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. I would say maybe Gal Gadot. It doesn't matter. I can't Let's believe continue. you derailed us. Like I, I know. It's, okay. it's a bad derailment. So Gal Gadot um, <laughs> <laughs> made $300,000 is all for the first Wonder Woman movie. What? Really? $300,000. Um, wow. So now they are they are trying to fix that. They are giving her ten million dollars for the second movie, which to me still seems like not enough. Like when you see the amounts of money that other people are getting in lead roles yeah. for big movies, um, you're like Daniel Craig is getting like fifty million to play Bond a movie, and then you're like Gal Gadot gets ten for Wonder Woman, which will probably have similar numbers in the theaters. So yeah, um, I like that they're trying to right a wrong. And I hope that they write it even more. And not just for her. Um, I I don't remember who the woman was. But in The Five Bloods, was it? Um, we found out that uh, um, Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. paid part of the salary of one of the girls in it. Oh, that's cool. No, I, I didn't know that. I don't. You would know who it was. It was a girl in one of his final movies. And she's like a, a big actress. I wish I knew it would make this story a lot cooler. But mm-hmm. he actually... <laughs> helped um pay her more because he felt like she was being underpaid in the movie so it is a problem Mm -hmm. and we want to see more of this uh massive raise going to gal gadot so did she get did she get (laughs) 300k and then like some points like some like like if the movie makes x amount of dollars you get just was a model right away i mean she was an actress a little bit but like this was a big breakthrough role for her she was an unknown coming into it and so she probably just got underpaid a little bit is that I mean, really that unheard of though no i for, don't like think your it, first like lead role in something and like, they didn't know how well it was going to do and all those things so i don't think it's quite that crazy but looking back of course it's ridiculous in, the in hindsight massive. Yeah. um it's probably a little under for a leading role in like a big dc movie with a big production i'd say yeah i mean it's under well it's a sure. lot under especially how well it did but I think and, I like, mean with the fact that Chris Pine probably got way fucking more. Like, let's see what he got paid for. Sure, it but he's for also billing, an established you know? actor. Well, and, right. And, I mean, so like, it's all about you know. I mean, rookies in the major league baseball make next to nothing. You know, for let's not look to baseball for no, him no, no. To I'm it just, right. I'm just saying, like, exactly. Like wrong, when you're, when let's you're, not, let's not look to the the, no, no, the no, no, staple no. of old white mandom. <laughs> no, <laughs> sure. I just mean like in in if that's your first like real role, I don't think that's that egregious. Yeah. However, it is a systemic problem in Hollywood that women are continuously mm-hmm. being paid significantly less than their male counterparts. Yes. All right. So that is undeniable. There is a movie coming out. Um, don't look up. What do we know? What it's about? Even okay. All we know is the byline, which is that um, an asteroid is coming to Earth, and only two astrophysicists recognize it, and they're trying to convince everyone else <laughs> in the world that in six months shit's going down. What? Oh <laughs> what? no! What? I didn't realize that you were telling me the plot. I thought that you just wanted me to put that news in. Do we care later on in the segment, and that that was actual real news? <laughs> <laughs> so I also wrote. No, I also wrote on that here, later. You have astrophysicists telling us of that the astronomers <laughs> warn a giant meteorite is going to hit the Earth in the next six months. I was like, wow, I guess that's pretty. That's important pretty that we do. You didn't even question it. You're like, I didn't well, even we don't it. usually I just, I just, do non-entertainment it's, related. It's 2020, so anything just, is possible. I just wrote it down, and I was going to talk about it later. And I'm so glad that I. I'm didn't. so glad it came up first. Wow. Um, well, I'm glad this is the plot of a movie coming out from Adam McKay. Well, we don't know that it's not. Well, we real don't. Life. That's true. Yeah. And would it surprise anyone? Apparently, not Adam. No. Or I mean Eric for sure. <laughs> uh, 
that Adam McKay is directing. Exactly, Adam McKay. It, would you please tell me who's in this movie? Because it's like yeah, this movie is, is loaded. So it's Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet, Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Himesh Patel, Kid Cudi, and Ariana Grande. That's insane. And there's like three other four other names that like you'd probably recognize the face because they're up and coming but maybe not the name so we didn't list them dude everybody wants to work with adam mckay why wouldn't you he's a well genius. but he does these collaborations where he always has the big cast you haven't seen the big short the big short yeah. was great show but, it to me free where like, is it i'll go watch it right sure now. but like selena gomez was in that how long was selena gomez in it for about three minutes right right, right. uh steve carell you know uh ryan gosling and you know some other people Christian play Bale like Christian Bale. They, they play they play tough, main yeah. parts, but so I'm guessing that like Jonah Hill, Leo, and like one other like big name actor or actress is going to play like the quote unquote like leading roles. Right. But then all of these other people that are listed are going to be like Kid Cudi's going to be in it for the three minute spiel, like Margot Robbie was in for uh, the Big Short, where okay. it's just like didn't even know An- she was in that. Anthony Bourdain is in it, right? Uh, R.I.P. But like explaining like how the, this is what the bankers do and this is how they get you to, you know, uh, believe in their all their bullshit. And they, they have like like Anthony Bourdain used like a chef metaphor. Like ah. uh, I had this leftover fish, but now I make it some stew. And so it's it's a whole new thing. It's not the old fish from two days ago, you know, whatever. Ah. So so that's how they get all these like names attached to it. But they're definitely not in the movies that long. Anyway, sorry, that was too long. That was too long. But you're totally right. But you're right. All right, guys. Do we care? I care lots. I care. And I'm going to see this movie, of course. And I also feel relieved that there isn't actually an asteroid headed towards Earth. Thank you. Yeah, you were just all about it, man. <laughs> I just wrote it down without even asking a further question. I was like, well, weird. That's we don't usually do that, but I guess so funny. we should do our duty. All right. Uh, Mandalorian Season 3, they're pretty confident it will start filming by the end of 2020. Good. Cool. Good news. I can't wait. And I mean, Season 2 is coming up. Like two weeks? It's like uh, we'll have one pod between that. I, I don't know. I think it's yeah. the end of October, like the thirtieth or something like that. Yeah, Can't I think wait. we have one more pod between now and when it comes out. How exciting is that? Very much. Very. This much is the excite. way. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. This is the way. This is this the way. Is the way. Well, you, this is this you. This is the way this week. Oh, on a story. Yeah. Appreciated that. But that you. Was good. Good but ref. you also, Eric said it, but he was drowned out by Jimbo yelling, "Much excite." <laughs> <laughs> Because he said much, and then he had to like pull it back and was like, fuck, how do I tie that together? <laughs> much excite. Much excite. Um, speaking of much excite, uh, Borat is coming out in the next few days as well. Amazon Should Prime. Should we do some viewing party for that? Like, I'm ready. Oh, I'm so excited about it. it. The fact that it's on Amazon Prime makes it even better because it's like the kind of thing I didn't want to pay for. But and then I'm, you can right it, you're right exactly and then you can support you know uh, a great company really yeah. doing really good things for the world a little small a, mom and pop shop you know like a Amazon. leader that's yeah. helping okay yeah i never feel bad about anything with amazon because i know that like even though they're probably like looking at where i am in the map of my house that they've made um they're too busy trying to like control world elections and like you know probably build like a missile silo on the moon to like really worry about me i mean that's true that's true all right so next up andy samberg and uh craig robinson are teaming up to make a is it a movie movie super high super high what is super high smoking weed gives you superpowers a certain strain of it yeah yeah no this will be probably great the last thing andy samberg did uh was amazing on hulu what's it called again 
Palm Springs? Palm, Palm Springs, Springs. Hot wreck from the pod. Hot, Palm, hot wreck. Palm Springs is like one of the sneaky best movies of the year. If you're looking for comedies, I mean, a good comedy is hard to come by. And this was so funny. And I didn't know what the fuck was happening. Right. After, like, the first You didn't know there was minutes. any kind Nothing. of, like, uh, no. sci-fi There's aspect no mechanic to it. to it. I love it. Bonsoir, mi familia. <laughs> like, that was so great. I was dying. And then I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> this is too good. Anyway, hot wreck. Um, as yes. far as the movie goes, um, I think it's going to be very similar to many of those types of movies that we've seen. But it's going to be a little Pineapple Express, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I, I love Craig Robinson. I sat next to him in a comedy club in LA one time. He seemed nice. Didn't talk to him, obviously. But uh, that was fun. And was, yeah. that when you, was that when you peed next to Jonah Hill? Same trip. Same trip. Same okay, trip. not the same night? Uh no, different night. Okay, how different. Many, night. How many clubs did you hit up? Well, it was this was at um, that some was fancy uh, like hotel. I saw Jonah Hill, and he had just gotten skinny, and so I was like, I had to do a double take quick, and he knew that he was skinny because he was like trying Fla- to interact. Yeah, he was yeah. like, look at me, because like, you know, I'm skinny now. Can you tell it's me even? So it was cool. I just wanted to hang with him, but I wanted to also respect. So. Okay, um, we're gonna speed round the rest of these. Okay, please, yeah, please. do. What's up? Uh, wait, what was what was the one we just talked about? Super high. All right, do you care? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Where do you think it's gonna be? Do we know? Like, what's it gonna be released on? Yeah. I think they're trying to make it for theaters. I mean, okay. Well, it's gonna I, be a ways out, but I always could use a good comedy. I guess I care. All right, here we go. Furiosa, the Mad Max spinoff. Um, we know it's gonna be what produced by directed uh, directed by, by George Miller, written and directed like the last one. Um, who else is going to be in this and what else do we know? Chris Hemsworth and oh. Anya Taylor-Joy. Big get. Chris Hemsworth will be perfect in this. He might be better than like Tom Hardy. Like, cause he, I'm guessing he's going to play a similar version of that character. Yeah. And I think he'd, he'll be better. I, I, liked I him love in, him. I liked him a lot in, um, the, the movie by the Russo brothers. Extraction. Extraction. It was like a pretty average movie, but it was a great role for him. <laughs> I thought you guys were making a joke and we're going to be like, uh, end game. <laughs> that one. Oh yeah, that one. Um, I liked him in that too, but I, I liked him in that, and it made me think that like um, he's very talented and he's very funny, um, but he also could really dominate in um, roles as just an action star. Absolutely. And so I think that this movie will be money in the bank for him and for them because mm-hmm. he'll be perfect for this. I swear, like three months ago, didn't we announce or like thought that we had a almost able to announce casting for that, and it wasn't Anna Taylor-Joy to do, like, a young Charlize. I don't know who yeah. it was, but now it's official, so, you know, we can move on for it. And I'm excited. I think it's going to be a probably... A do you want to know how I know movie. we I care? Mean, how I know I can speak for you guys? Because we picked Mad Max as our movie of the decade. And, <laughs> I, and we were, I don't know how well that's aged or not. <laughs> I think it was a, definitely a compromise situation. Well, it was, like, it was like our third choice for all of us. Right. And the other ones were, like, not. So we were just like, well... Mad Max? I guess it's Mad Max. I guess by we, a point system. It you can wins. also tell that we care because we've deviated from the speed round. Yeah. Ah, uh, that right. happens. Ridley Scott is making a new movie called Kitbag about Napoleon, a biopic about Napoleon. Uh, I'm with, sure with be, the caveat that Joaquin Phoenix is attached to the project. That's uh, why we should care. I'm that's sure why. it will be pretty good. Is he going to be Napoleon then? I don't know. Probably. Probably. You don't cast Joaquin and not put him in the lead. I mean, you want some like crazy French general that was like insane and was just trying to kill all of Europe. Do you know that he was like totally not that short? He was very much an average height. He was for the, five nine. Yeah, he was like an average height, even a little bit above for the time. And it was like 
a propaganda that that kind of sold ah, that cool. he was very short. So cool. I know, whatever, who cares? But um, yeah, I guess I care about this. I don't care about it now, but I will. Yeah, I don't like yeah, biopics yeah. unless it's great. Biopics and period pieces, you're out. They're pretty boring, dude. Um, but Napoleon could be cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I probably won't see it. Dude, you're a history. What? You're supposed to. Uh, maybe if I could like find Can a you way show to, it to like, your kids show it like, when you're hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to us. You know you wheel in that fucking VCR TV. It's like it's like the show Mr. D. Did you guys ever see that? No. It was like a hanging like with a, Cooper. It was like a it was like a internet TV show. Oh, okay. And it was like about being a teacher, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like I want to go golfing tomorrow. I'm gonna call in sick." And they're like, what? Like, what do you do? And he was like, well, I just set it up the day before. I cough. I have, say, I have an itchy throat. And then I just make a call to call in where I sound really sick. And no one ever questions me. And they're like, well, what do you do when you're actually sick? And he's like, go into work and yeah. put, on a, <laughs> put on a movie? <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to waste one of my days off being sick at home. I don't think so. He's like, before March Madness, I always set it up for like a couple days. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, Dexter Returns. Do you guys care at no. all? No. I, I literally pissed you guys. You made nope. me write it down. All right. Uh, Monster Hunter trailer <laughs> it's comes like the out. biggest news. We moved past it that quick. Monster Hunter. What, what, wait, what is the news about Dexter, though, for real? Well, okay, so uh, I'll be quick. Yeah. Um, Showtime. They bombed the ending of it, apparently. I didn't watch the series. I tried. It sucked. Um, they are making a limited series just to like sort of bring back Michael C. Hall, maybe let him come to a little bit better ending for the character and i don't know how many episodes it's going to be or when it's going to come out but i'm sure there are a lot of people that are excited about it so that's how much time you get tried to watch it didn't like it i gave it the jimmy channel maybe five or six i gave it i gave it the rb one season and oh, it was wow. out yeah it was out. not very good all right uh thanks for that monster hunter trailer drops what do we know about this so do you guys remember those resident evil movies that had yeah. mila jovich directed by paul w.s anderson does that sound right and they were like kind of fun i don't think i like any person that goes by by two of their initials yeah when you have a couple of initials in there you shouldn't go by any initial weird um right but, but also or your what about name. jk rowling oh that's a perfect example yeah. never mind um w-e-b dubois you know the funny thing is is that paul thomas anderson one of the best directors and writers of our fucking time. And then you got Paul W.S. Anderson. Is Thomas who is like a name joke. Though? Yeah, Paul hate Thomas. Hey, what a, what a pretentious dude. Well, when he's Paul Anderson. I mean, how many Paul Andersons are there? Yeah, what are you going to do? Not I'm everybody actually, has a last name like um, me. Actually, I'd like to be called all three of my names. Paul Thomas Anderson. No one likes that. Well, I agree. I if do you, agree. If, 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 if I was like... If you have some confidence, you If I was like, middle. hey, everyone, please, uh, from now on, I'd really like to go by Eric Robert Burtness, please. You guys would be fucking annoyed. You'd be like, mm, Yeah, no. we wouldn't do that. No, you'd we wouldn't like, honor we that We refuse to call you that because that sucks. We'd and probably like, give you uh, like a super douchey nickname instead. Yeah. Speed yeah. round has slowed down. Yes, it has. Okay, thanks for reminding us. So like, all right, so they, they, they reteamed Mila and Paul have come together to make... You guys ever heard of the video game Monster Hunter? It's like a big game. I've never played it. You play, you play as a little person who fights giant monsters, and that's all I know about it. That's offensive. And did you... <laughs> really pissed. And did you see the trailer? Yeah. It I looks it exactly looked, like Resident Evil, except like with monsters. It's got like TI. Yeah, yeah it's, it's bad. bad. It's bad. But it might be kind of fun. It might be like The Mummy. Oh, you can go there. If there's a tickle scene, you're in. <laughs> Moving on. Next. Uh, I, I guess I, I don't care. I don't care. 
I literally don't care even a little bit. You weren't even listening when we were talking. No, I I already decided what I that I didn't care. Yeah. All right, Disney Plus is going to make a Lego or a made and is going to have a, a Lego Star Wars special coming out in late November. How excited are you guys about this? Is it going to be the Christmas special? Yeah. Oh. That's the funny thing, isn't it? And they're already kind of like advertising it with a wink towards that. Although like, you know, this is for this is a Lego so it's going to be for kids, but it's going to be you good, know how many adults. Yes, it will be funny. It will be good. I'm excited for it, but it does throw back to like the abomination of that. Even Mark Hamill continues to make jokes about this, about like he should like this is the worst thing I've been in, and I was in the the ex you know Star Wars Christmas special. So I'm excited. I do care. I care. I'm like. <sighs> I'm not here to rip Disney Plus, but I'm like also hoping that we get some more stuff. I'm gonna cut them. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because we've had a unexpected global pandemic that they probably knew about like last October. <laughs> um, <laughs> they planned so, it. So no, no, no. Yeah, I you know like I just think we we for what we're paying we probably need more from them. That is pretty funny that Disney Plus was released like right about the time that Disney. they found out about the pandemic. Disney buying well, up Star Wars. Buying up Marvel, buying up and they'd, Fox, oh, and they'd buying already, up Wuhan fish markets. Listen, and they had already pivoted to the TV. <laughs> they already pivoted to the TV Disney Plus model with all their Marvel shows. You can't hey, listen. Put your tinfoil hat on for a little bit, kids. Oh, about to get Ryan's real. Back, no, baby. Go ahead. Carry on. I, I just think that like we deserve more from them. Like the fact that they can't even give me all of the Marvel movies is like kind of annoying. Fair. Yeah, they don't have them yet. Okay. Um. So. Is that it? Yeah. Hot nice. Rex. Sweet. Hot Rex. Here we go. This is the time where Jim peddles the horror, st- horror movie <laughs> service that he has bought stock in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an initial investor. Um, All right. So we, here we go. I have to disclose. Here we go. We're going to lightning round it's you fast. with a bunch of horror movies on what is it called again? <laughs> Shudder. 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 And, and Shudder uh, Down. Elsewhere. Two of them were not on Shudder. So okay. I've, I'm okay. watching a lot though. Okay. Terrified. Go. Holy shit, Terrified is a legit, very scary horror movie. It's on Shudder. It's uh, like a Buenos Aires movie, so it's all in subs. Dude. Pass. This is like a very scary movie. It's like Poltergeist, but like a hard R, scary, like gory movie. If no. you're looking to truly be scared and you like horror movies, watch this. Worse That's than Hereditary? It. Horrible name. I'm sure it was like something cool when it was in Spanish, and now it's Terrified. I mean, Portuguese? Is that what it is in? I don't know. In Brazil? Speak? No, it's in Argentina. Argentina. They probably speak Portuguese. I don't know what they speak. Um, I thought it sounded more like Spanish, but I'll tell you what, it's a great wreck. It's a hot wreck for anybody looking to be truly scared. Um, pretty gory. I don't know how Eric would handle it, but it's it? good. Shudder or else, wherever else. I, I don't know. Shudder okay. for sure, which what has I'm- a free week, like a seven-day trial for free, so... <laughs> And then it's just six ninety nine a month, and it's a great deal. All right. I get thirty cents for every subscription. Books of Blood, Books of Blood, Hulu. <laughs> now, hey, this is Hulu, starring Mila Jovovich and yeah. Paul W. <laughs> Thomas Anderson. Yeah, I think this is a skip. It's kind of like um, it's like three kind of shorter stories that tie together a little bit. It's okay. It's like a, um, it's probably like a C minus. So let's move fast on this one. Okay, uh, what about? Um, one Cut of the Dead? Is that One Cut of the Dead is a movie I watched on Shudder from a wreck from our friend Tony Balser. It is creative. It's it's a, a, a zombie movie about filming a zombie movie about filming a zombie movie. They they 
drawbacks two times throughout it. It's high concept, but it's like, and people loved it. Like when every time I looked up like these lists of what I should watch on Shutter, it was always in the top fifteen, top twenty. So I'm like, this was on my list. I got to watch this. And ultimately, it's a little bit boring. It's it's like a indie. It's like almost like a student film, like a really well done student film. I can't wreck this one, even if you see it on a list, guys. I don't know, man. All I right, just so don't know. You've been watching all these weirdo uh, horror movies, but yes. you did watch a movie that everyone's been talking about, Trial of the Chicago 7. Well, I'm going to throw this one to Ryan, because I watched part of it, and I loved what I saw. But Ryan, you knocked this out. I watched it, and it is kind of insane. I'm sure they did it on purpose, but it's kind of insane how everything that happened during the 1970-whatever DNC mm-hmm. is exactly what's happening now. And there is a pretty decent cast in this. Huge with, cast. With uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, who's the guy that played Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Uh, in crimes, uh, He's in the Harry Potter stuff, too. I know. Why can't we Frickin think of his name? I can't remember his name. He was like the Danish girl guy. He's oh, Eddie Redmayne. Hey, Eddie Redmayne. Thank you, Eric. Oh, wow. Maybe he's going to play the game one of these weeks. Sleeper. Stump the nerds. Um, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. I don't know his name, but he won the Emmy for for best lead, and he's the guy from your show Succession. That guy's doing big things, and he's in this. Which one? Your main dude, your the, favorite guy, the lead, the, the older, head, the oldest the son, brother, who's like a dick. Oh yeah, the oldest brother. Name. Yeah, oh, he's Kendall. 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 Yeah, he was also in Kendall the Big Roy. Short. He was in the Big Short as well. Really? Yes. Um, he played one of Steve Carell's guys. Anyway, okay. um, so a, a pretty loaded cast. Oh, uh, Frank Langella, or yeah, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the judge. Um, <laughs> this is just guess people's name part of it. No, no, no. This is true. This is true. <laughs> we got it. All right. So it's about um, these seven people that are accused of uh, inciting violence, inciting violence and, and a yeah. riot, and they're and they're blaming the police. And the and police while they're are, Cronkite's like this. This democratic convention is happening during a police state. I don't know how else to describe it. And yeah, like yeah, sounds pretty, familiar. Pretty fucking wild, man. Yeah, and and the. The actors knock it out of the park. I mean, yeah. it was captivating. It was late on Saturday night, and I'm like, I just, I, I have to finish this. Like, it was so compelling. Um, this, this is going to be a massive movie with multiple best, uh, best actor and best supporting actor nominations. It may win best picture, from what I'm hearing. Aaron Sorkin wrote and directed. He hasn't yeah, directed was, that much shit. Not known to be a great director. Um, but apparently he's arrived. But this was in pretty, his later years. I, I feel like this is pretty simple to direct. Yeah, I mean it's not a courtroom, once it's written and it's good. Yeah. It's not a courtroom procedural by any means, but mm-hmm. it was. It'd be very easy to direct, like as as well written as it was to direct, like some of these courtroom scenes. And the leader of the Black Panthers is the guy that was the the um, Doctor Manhattan in Watchmen, the HBO show. Oh yeah, and he's fantastic. He's great. So it's. I mean, the cast is stacked. Yeah, it's this a, is a hot wreck. This is a very hot wreck. Go watch this, and you will literally watch like something that happened thirty years ago, forty years ago. Um, it's kind of like it's happening today. All right, uh, did you watch mm-hmm. Away on Netflix? I did not. I did. Oh, I watched Away. So this is Hillary Swank um, in space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They hyped this up for a bit, but it didn't really take off. What's going on? I think. Wow, nice pun. I kind of like it. I'm a big fan of like space exploration films and the challenges that astronauts 
could theoretically face. Um, like I love the Martian. Mm-hmm. This gives me a lot of like the Martian vibes because I also love Apollo 13. Love it. They have like these things that you don't experience or have to solve on earth. Like everything is different. Everything's upside down. Back is forward. Gravity doesn't work. Like the whole thing is different. And she's dealing with some things that are happening back home. Like they have the ability to communicate back home because you're Mm -hmm. assuming, you know, they have a moon base. The technology is there for... She's on the moon? For part of it, yeah. And then is traveling to Mars. Oh, shit. Going to be the first space exploration uh, crew sent to Mars. Um, And it's a combination of um, like a Chinese astronaut, a Russian astronaut, and an Indian astronaut, which are like the four major space programs going on um and so like you know things happen and they've got to try and figure out a way to to get past them and um it is a little bit slow but i feel like the story is going to pick up once they start getting close to mars and i'm 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 kind of into it it's a soft wreck at this point for me if you like space stuff this is a great great series to start watching okay and hillary swank still got it after million dollar baby she was on top of the world I think so. Yeah. She's she's like the commander of the crew. Okay. And I think does a really good job of playing that sort of like stoic military, um, you know, matter of fact type person um, that you would need to lead a space exploration crew. Okay. Okay, guys. I watched a not serious show at all called Sneakerheads on oh. uh, Netflix. I watched the whole show in one night. I don't really know how many episodes there were. I don't know if I watched four or I watched ten. Um, um, were, how high were you? I wasn't, but, but I was... I, okay, but you don't even know how many hours it was? I'm going to guess it was like three or four. Okay. And I wasn't really paying that close of attention. I was like doing work while I was watching it. Um, I think it's a skip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about like this guy who used to love sneakers, but now he's grown up and he's very mature and he only shops at like banana republic but his old friend mm-hmm. he runs into him trying to get these sneakers but he doesn't understand how hard they are to get so he tries to invest in sneakers but he loses all of his money and then he needs to find this special rare pair of jordan zero so it's kind of rounders it was bad just skip it guys all right <laughs> i will i was going to and i still will thank you still holding yeah I, i'm like i was <laughs> like while, while i was holding. watching it i was like is this embarrassing enough that i don't mention it on the podcast <laughs> buddy you're if hey you know what speaking of embarrassing <laughs> how embarrassing is it that you let the bachelorette come and go and we didn't do our blind bachelorette segment well guys if you know anything about the bachelorette um she's going to pick someone on the show and then she's gonna leave the show with them partway through and they're gonna restart the whole season this is pretty common knowledge by now so okay. we will play the Blind Bachelorette with the second Bachelorette in a few weeks. All right. Well, you know more than I do yeah, then. There you go. All right. So next up, um, Becoming. Barter, you watched this. I did. What is it? It's Michelle Obama? So I think it's sort of like a, a dovetail off of her book um, where they're following her, uh, following Michelle Obama around when she's sort of you know, for better or worse, like touring the country, um, meeting with different, you know, celebrities on talk shows and talking about her book. And, you know, they're asking her like kind of intimate questions about like the White House and their time there and what it was like. And, um, 
you know, what was the first night sleeping there like and and all that kind of stuff. And Obama laid that pipe. Guaranteed. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I read his book and it was detailed in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue, please. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me like that. Continue. <laughs> I'm so interested in becoming. Go. Okay. Um. Anyway, she makes me miss the Obamas so much. Yeah. She is such a well-spoken, eloquent, caring phenomenally like gifted orator like just a, a just a spectacular human being i realize she's trying to sell a book and make money so with that like grain of salt out of the way every answer that she gives is so well thought out she's such an important figure in mm-hmm. this country and i i don't think she'll ever run for president i don't think so i don't think she wants to go through that again and right. it, I think it was too much. Like you could, you could hear in some of her answers when they're asking her, like after eight years, and it, they were like, you know, as as hard as it was to leave, we were excited to get out of there. Sure. Like in a, in a certain way. I think just I can tell just by almost Obama's. I mean, I know he's trying to respect the idea that you're sort of removed from politics at that point, but he's respecting the hell out of that. Yeah, and so like just listening to her, like meet with young people. And talk about things that they're going through because she had a very similar experience, like growing up in a poor family, you know, growing up without much, uh, trying to make their way, pay her way through, you know, Princeton education and that kind of thing, and like trying to get scholarships, and and then she met Barack, right, and and all of everything changed, like kind of from that day forward. So it's just a it's a really interesting, tight, like seventy minute mm-hmm. Netflix special, okay, and it's really interesting, and I f- I feel like. When you when you look at the current administration and the things that they say and the you know blithering pie hole that you know opens its mouth and do we ever hear Melania Trump speak like just listening to Michelle Obama is like a breath of fresh air of like this is what someone in that type of position should sound like yeah. and like listening to her is just she's amazing she's incredible okay all right so I watched. Um knock down the house oh yes. yeah that's what it's called which was uh the documentary about aoc and representative yes right Cortez. And, and, and what i would say is that if you are in like the um i can't see the other side of things i hate them i'm like hateful or else or else i hate politics kind of person do not watch this yeah same Oth- with becoming otherwise mm-hmm. i think that it doesn't really matter your politics like i watched the documentary called mitt which was about Mitt Romney on the presidential trail in 2012. 12? Yeah. It was amazing. It was so good. It was so great. I liked Mitt Romney so much more after watching it. And just seeing what running for president does to a person um, and just how worn out he would just sleep on the floor of his plane between cities. And he was just like exhausted. He was just running on fumes. And like it was really interesting, and so I think if you're the kind of person who could see someone who maybe you disagree with, or maybe you agree very much with AOC, which I'm assuming quite a few of our listeners do, um, I think anyone could enjoy it. 
it was really cool because she is taking on I can't remember his name Joe something, and he's like one of the big he's the fourth most powerful Democrat in the government at the time, and he's just like become so big he's running all of these um, committees, and he's not really there for the people he's representing, and so he, she, he doesn't have time for that. Nope, mm-hmm. and so she is like this dude's not even here. I'm gonna run against him, and she literally just goes door to door to every person and talks to everyone. And he, he doesn't take her seriously. He's got all the money in the world and she pretty much hand delivers everything. And it's the whole story of her and a couple other women who are running, who you don't know. And it's so um, fun to watch how grassroots politics can actually work. And it's really just awesome. Like they, you know, they're following her around with cameras on the day of the election and she's just like talking to people in the streets and then they have her party afterwards. It, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I I think so much about politics is so ugly and this was a part of it that made me feel pretty good. So that's cool. Knock down the house. It's on uh, Netflix. Right on. All well right. done. Well wrecked. I'm I'm gonna check maybe both those out. Jim, you watched uh, Vampires in the Bronx. So speaking of the Bronx, <laughs> back to my bullshit. You guys <laughs> give like some, you know, Trial of the Seven. Okay, back to shitty horror movies. Um, this one is up there with them. No, this one's good. This one's good. It's like it's like a little bit more for maybe like teenagers level. It's like a Stranger Things. They're like um, young kids trying to save their neighborhood from sort of like these kind of, uh, you know people that are coming in and bringing money into the neighborhood, but kicking people out. Right. So it's like this gentrification so the analogy, gays. but they happen to be vampires. Gay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the gays. Yeah. The gays are ruining it. No. Um, so they're vampires. And then there's this whole vampire story and it's just fun. It's fun. It's good. It's got Zoe Saldana in it for like two seconds. She Is did one of those things. A series? It's a movie. Okay. It's a movie. So yeah. What, va- what's it called? Vampires versus the Bronx. Yeah. It's a wreck for me. It's a wreck. It's like a B. It's on Netflix, right? Netflix. Okay. Something most of us have. So that's all I got on it. Go check it out. Okay. All right, guys. Here it is. Officially, it's time. I can't wait. This is it. It's time for Harry Potter and the Order of the Rewatch. Rewatch. Harry. All right, guys. We, I'm sad that we're uh, here. This is it. This is it. I'm bummed. Me too. This was wow. such a fun rewatch. We did Marvel. We did uh, what? It's Lord of the Rings, and this is the last one of our Harry Potter. Harry Potter and. The Deathly Hallows Part 2. Part the two. eighth movie in the series. Um, what a treat the last few movies were. I mean, talk about a crescendo. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone loves three um, for the most part. Uh, one, two, and four are hard skips. But then five, six, seven, and eight are absolute banger after banger after banger. Mm-hmm. Five, six, seven, eight is about as good as it gets in you know i think i was the perfect age for harry potter and so to me it is like the best storytelling and i would say that this really makes me realize that harry potter is my favorite series ever by some distance fair wow i can't i mean i can't argue with it yeah um i 
what's crazy is like this movie opened up so differently than the rest of them because we had never stopped halfway through. Right. And so they had to like immediately cut in um, where everything had left off and it's like somber, like immediately, like out of the gate. I thought that they did such an incredible job of like showing the transformation of Harry from even the first half of seven to the second half where like, he's like almost like general Potter at this point. Like Mm -hmm. he's barking out orders and making decisions that he has to this point, not really had the balls to to do this kind of thing. And he's always sort of been, um, reluctant. Yes. Reluctant to take on the leadership role. And so he's sort of like, well, at this point I'm the best person for the job and it's such an important job. Like I didn't choose this, but he finally accepted the fact that it chose me. And then I think one of the other, like overlaying themes was that Harry accepted the fact that he was likely to die. Right. And so throughout that was a theme of the movie throughout, well throughout, yeah, throughout the entirety of the film, Mm -hmm. you see Harry, like, like when you say like he he becomes general Potter, I think he, he just was like, you know what? I realize what my fate is meant to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make these decisions based upon that to try and save my friends and not myself. Right. And that really hit home. So I loved the first scenes where he talks to the goblin. I don't remember his name. Grip hook. Is Grip hook. Yeah. So he talks to him and that is uh, great because he is like pretty much comes up with this idea. I've got to get into the vault. We know that there's something in there. It's going to be hard to break into Gringotts, but we've got to make it happen. He gives up the sword, his only thing he knows that can destroy Horcruxes, but he knows he's more desperate to get into that vault, which he can't get into without Griphook, than he is to have the sword. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Then he has the whole conversation with Ollivander, the wand expert, which I think is an underrated moment of the movie. Like their whole talk about wand lore and everything is so interesting. And then you get... Um, him talking about the Elder Wand and uh, Ollivander's like, well, it's just, it's just folklore. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're lying to me. I know you know yeah. it's real. And then he's like, well, yeah, it probably is real. And he's like, well, he has it. And he's, Ollivander's like, well, if he already has it, then it's too late. And Harry's yep. like, well, I better kill him first. Yep. And I was like, damn, I know Harry has turned such a corner. He's so badass. He's now at this surrounded point. by people that that no longer believe that it's possible to win. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't care. Like, I have to do this job. So, um, I uh, loved that part. Going going back to my theme that I think he had accepted his yes. face. that yep. he was going to do everything he could to save everyone else and sacrifice himself. He goes to, um, they go to uh, Gringotts. Gringotts. Yep. And I think that scene's pretty exciting. It's a fun way to start the movie. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of substance to it. It's a little over the top. I do love Helena Bonham Carter playing Hermione Hermione. Granger playing Helena Bonham Carter. It is very fun to watch. In, like, an incredible turn of acting. I love that. Um, It's cool to see the inside of Gringotts always. um, And then breaking out is fun. But, I mean, it's not, like, a crazy part of the movie. It's just, it's a good opening sequence to get you excited. Better than being at Privet Drive. Yes. Yes. Then, yeah. then uh, from there, um, pretty much right away, uh, you get the scene where they destroy the Horcrux, right? And um, as soon as they destroy the Horcrux, Harry uh, gets this vision of Voldemort understanding that Harry is now getting going for the Horcruxes for the first time. Voldemort knows something is up, and and you get the theme of 
Voldy actually taking some L's. Yeah, and, and Harry comes up out of the water because he gets this all underwater. And when he comes up, he just says he knows. Yep. And I think that the very best part of Harry Potter is like the connection between the two of them. And when Voldemort, you see him as someone who is so powerful, but the moments when he's like vulnerable or weak or scared himself, I think is just like so interesting and and just masterfully written and acted by Ray Fiennes as well in these movies. So Mm -hmm. I think that's great. And you get the scene of... Doesn't uh, make him less scary. It probably makes him more scary. Because you relate to him a little bit more. Well, but then he's it's not like a. He's afraid, and when he's afraid, he's like a snake. Like well, he's he's dangerous. It's not like the he's, Eye of Mordor, where you're sort of like this is an abstract idea of evil. Of course, evil is going to lose. It's a it's a you know fantasy series. This is a person who's gone down a crazy path, and they're being painted into a corner. Yes. And we, you know, if you want to talk about like an, an animal metaphor, like being backed into a corner is where they're the most dangerous. Right. And I think Voldemort is feeling the walls sort of closing in around him, which makes him 10 times more, it makes him less calculated mm-hmm. and more, um, like, what's the word? Uh, spontaneous, which uh, you know, also makes him more dangerous. I'm going to give credit to Eric on this. Before we started, and Eric had been pushing, next one we got to do, next one we got to do is Harry. And you were maybe you were telling my kids or whatever, and you're just like, dude, Voldemort is one of the best villains of all time because he's incredibly powerful, incredibly scary, but he's kind of reckless. And you see this. Yes. In fact, when he goes in to Gringotts and kills all the, the goblins in there, that ends up being his undoing by being so reckless because the that means the sword disappears and then it can reappear later, which we'll get to. And if he hadn't gone in there and slaughtered everybody, yeah. he may still be alive or may have won. He is he like when he gets afraid and when he starts feeling things slip away. He becomes impulsive. He does, yeah, and yeah. he just starts, he's like reckless, and he's like so dangerous. And so we'll get to more of that as we go. But right from there, Harry's like, Rowena, Rowena Ravenclaw something at Hogwarts we've got to go to Hogwarts and they're like we can't do that and he's like when have our plans ever worked like let's go right now yeah. so they instantly jump once again accepting his fate that it's already written in the stars for him yeah, yeah. he heads back to um, what's the place called uh, Hogsmeade Hogsmeade yeah. and instantly these alarms go off they know Harry's there or someone like him which was a really cool part in the book yeah it was kind of short in the movie but they actually had to do a lot more like creative evasion mm-hmm. of these to, to alarms and get away from the Death Eaters yeah. yeah which I mean it is funny that like by the way the government at this point is completely taken over and I've heard people say stuff like oh well Voldemort how powerful was he he couldn't even take Hogwarts he had taken everything. I mean, he had the ministry. He, he had, had the, the ministry. He had everything. He had the headmaster and the all the leadership at Hogwarts. People kind of diminish his his kind of like Influence. how scary could yeah. yeah how scary could he have been? He couldn't even take the school. Well, that was his last step. Well, no, he he had he just the school. Had to take Harry, yeah. He had the school. Right. Snape just, was the headmaster. He just didn't or, well, realize. He thought he had the school. Yes, yes, he, yes. He thought he had the school, and he didn't realize that all of the good guys were going to barricade themselves into the school. Right. 
that yeah, already had it a just bunch became of defense. the last stand. It wasn't necessarily about oh, you couldn't even take on a high school. No, no, literally, it was just that all of the the wizards that were left to fight him all barricaded themselves into a place that had tons of magic to protect it in the first right. place. Perfect. Um, so they go to the school. You get this great moment where he's kind of saved by Aberforth Dumbledore, and I really like that. It's another badass moment from Harry where Aberforth is like. He was like, my brother is a fool, and you don't take me as a fool, do you, Harry Potter, or whatever. And he's like, I don't know, dude. Like, you're all old and jaded, and I have a job to do. Are you going to help us or not? Yeah. And he's like... He's like, I, I, I have no reason. Yeah, maybe I don't know everything about Dumbledore, but he never gave me a single reason to doubt him. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't know, man. Like, are you going to help us or not? And he's like, yeah, I will. So you get... Uh, Neville comes and picks them up. I think it's a great moment. And I just, like, imagine the excitement of the kids as Harry and company come walking into the school. And then I think the most exciting part of the whole movie happens. Like, this is the most underrated moment of the whole Harry Potter series to me, you have Snape knows, Ginny says Snape knows, he calls everyone to the Great Hall. Everyone's heads down in silence. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter has been spotted. We know well, he, he's been around here. If and, you, and, and sorry, not, not, not to nitpick, but like the way that they did it was, you know, when everyone used to come to the common room, it was just sort of a free-for-all and everyone's kind of running down the stairs. And then like Eric said, everyone's marching like two by two, with their heads down, like the in, like the the inner workings of Hogwarts have changed mm-hmm. drastically and significantly. So you can see why this is a major moment. Yeah, so Snape so. and the Caros are like, we know Harry Potter's around. If you know anything and you don't tell us, you're going to be severely punished. And no one says anything. Everyone's heads down. Everyone's heads down. Someone walks out. It's fucking yeah. Harry Potter. He just comes he into just the walks room. out of the crowd and is just like, I'm here. I'm who you're looking for. And did you hear that sound when his like brass balls hit the floor? Oh, like, you're right. It's such a badass like, wow, moment. He's a, he's a gasp, little bit hardened by now. The gasp of the kids in the school is just amazing. Snape is stunned. Yeah. And then you get McGonagall steps up being a fucking badass, taking the school back, mm-hmm. whooping up the Karos, making Snape retreat. All of this is so great. And at this moment, she, she's like, what do you need, Potter? And he's like, time. You know, and you're like, this is great. And she's then, reporting to him literally at this point. And then literally in one of the most scary, badass moves by a villain in the history of storytelling and movies, Voldemort literally just drops his voice on everyone. People are screaming. Girls are hearing his head, his voice in their heads. There's all these like terrifying screams going on everywhere. And then he's like, Harry Potter, like doing this creepy ass whisper saying pretty much I'm coming. If you don't give me Harry I'm Potter speaking directly to you, now. you yeah. might be dead. Oh, I'm yeah. coming for you. Give me Harry Potter. The Slytherins sketchy as always literally an evil house of a high school. Can't believe it. Um, <laughs> are like, what are we waiting for? Get him. And then they escort them supposedly to the dungeon. They killed them all. Yeah, I think I would. (laughs) Um, So this stuff's good, and then it's on. The defensive spells are up, and and we're halfway through the movie at this point. We're halfway through the movie, and we're preparing for war. Yeah, it's it is the Hogwarts stuff happens maybe forty five minutes in, and it is the rest of the movie. It is defend your school, yeah, like with the the stone. I know. I love all the McGonagall moments in this, where she's like, "I've always wanted to do that." All of the the people, you know putting up the the defensive spells, the music that's playing, the people knowing that a lot of them aren't going to live, and you knowing as a book reader and a previous movie watcher that a lot of them aren't. Mm -hmm. Um, The fear 
um, that they have is is pretty um, telling. Tangible. Of how, yeah. How, yeah, of like how serious the situation is. And just the, the overhead shots of how many followers that uh, Voldemort has is staggering. It's staggering. I mean, it's Lord of the Rings level just with bodies. I mean, there's so many... Well, you feel like it's just like this handful of Death Eaters that have been, you know, they're very powerful, but it's just like, it's just this kind of small, you know, crowd. No, no. It's a lot. And then there's spiders and there's giants and it's just, it's a whole army. Yeah. So to me, um, this whole part was they're preparing, they're going to different areas. You see the kids that you've grown up watching with all the adults from the order and the teachers of the school all coming together. It's really exciting. Uh, And then... Um, you get uh, Voldemort and company uh, on the hill, like ready to attack, like you said, and they all start trying to take down the defensive, um, the defensive spells, the bubble, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really exciting. At this whole time, Harry's looking for Rowena Ravenclaw, the the Gray Lady. He's not even paying attention to what's going on outside the school. Just right. He's just trying on a to find this Horcrux. He eventually finds out where it is. Um, as the attack begins on Hogwarts. Shout out to the Grey Lady. The Grey Lady is like was wasting very... some fucking time is what <laughs> seriously. she's doing. I know, yeah, I seriously. Know. She's like, there was another boy before you! And he's, I would have been like, and you won't have a fucking home soon, yeah. okay? So he's here, and this is really pressing, and she's like just flying around, around and disappearing and reappearing. It's just yeah, that unacceptable. Was long, it's unacceptable. So, but she uh, gives him the clues he needs. And, um, you know, if you know where it is, you wouldn't have to ask. If you have to ask, you won't need to know. I don't know what the fuck she says, but he goes to the room of requirement. He goes to the room of requirement. And at this time, Malfoy shows up in the castle. Not really sure how that works. He, like, apparates into the cast the castle i guess they didn't explain how he got there it wasn't through the cupboard no he, he just did that he just like flies in maybe the caros and snape hey, hey, those hey, defenses hey don't are. ask questions jetpack jetpack <laughs> yes but anyways he gets into the castle him and uh the non-drug abusing criminal <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah we got like i love how they're like all right we had crab and goyle and now we have crab and black guy yeah and it's like and that's how no, they decided they, yeah it's horrible um so they go and go after harry in the room of requirement Harry finds the, what is it called? The diadem. diadem. And uh, right then, um, they attack Harry and throw killing curses at Harry and Hermione and Ron. And it turns into an all-out battle as Crab, is it Crab? One of them. Whatever. Goyle, Crab, whatever. Like, does this crazy spell that, like, lights the whole place on fire. And they get into this great scene as they're running from the fire. And they get on their brooms. They fly around the whole place. Save Draco. I loved the save Draco moment. Me too. I, I did to that it Harry went, that you hadn't given up on his humanity at that point. Harry's like, we he have went to back save for him. Went yeah. back for them when they were almost out. We yeah. have to save him, and he does. And I thought like Draco is is a, a really good character in these movies because he's so. Up I and would down. argue in the last four. Yeah, he was. He, yeah true. Yeah. He's pretty simple in those first ones, but as it goes, he turns into a really good character. Um, I loved him getting saved. They get the diadem. They get out of there. They destroy. The, the diadem with the, the fang and... Uh, a lot did, of basilisk fangs. Did I already miss the part where they went to the to the Chamber of Secrets? 
Yeah, wow. yeah it was, the, it was kind of quick. Yeah. So they went there, yeah. but but they I remember, destroyed a basilisk, and then they smooched. Yeah, which but they was nice. smooched, and that was great because I remember in the theaters, the theater went nuts when they finally kissed. Okay, okay. So I I really liked that part. Um, but anyways, they've they've gotten two of the Horcruxes gone. Hermione and Ron, this is we're talking. Yeah, yeah. We just, <laughs> <laughs> the audience had maybe hasn't just Draco seen and movie? Harry kissed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> The no, tension was building, to no, be fair. But but in this, um, I really like that they've gone through all these horcruxes. So you had the ring that poisoned Dumbledore's hand, mm-hmm. the gaunt ring, who was, was Voldemort's father's ring, which has already been destroyed. You have the, the Tom Riddle journal. The diary. Which yeah. has been destroyed. You have the locket, the Salazar Slytherin locket, which has been destroyed. Yep. You have the, um, the cup now has been destroyed. They destroyed it in the Chamber of Secrets. Yep. You have the diadem, which has now been destroyed. Gone. We're at five. And you still need to get um, Nagini, which we know is... They more, figured that out. They figured that out. And... The last one. Yeah, Who the could last that be? one. But and, then they figured that out, too. And so, in this, whatever, they they have this big battle. The whole battle rages on. It's incredible to watch. As they're fighting all over the place, they blow up a bridge. They... Um, you know, have the the stone people fighting the giants. You have the spiders. You see Colin Creevy is being eaten by Fenrir Greyback. You get wait. The, Colin Creevy died. That was him. Yeah, that's oh, him. Like getting his, like getting eaten alive it's by just the innocents. God, you you have a uh, lot of deaths very quick. One or Fred of George, Fred or George, one of them dies. Um, you get Tonks and, and Lupin. Lupin both die, which was sad. You get all these big deaths at this point, um, and then uh, you know. Voldemort and his voice show back up, and they're like... Well, we had the Snape stuff. I thought, okay, I'm a little out of order. So anyways, they're like, we need to go find the snake. They find out that he's in the boathouse with Snape. They go down there, and he's like, hey, man, the wand doesn't work for me at all. I try. I took the whole damn thing down. It almost broke, yeah. It almost broke. I killed a follower of mine just out of fear, and it's because it answers to you. And Snape's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But Snape knows at this point he's dead. Well, he knows that he knows he's dead. He and knows, he knows that the the wand belongs to Harry. Yeah, because he's smart as fuck. Yep. Um, and Voldemort, I think, actually knows that there's something more going on here. But he still has to take his best bet, his best chance to become master of it and kill Snape. So he kills Snape, and Snape is bleeding out as Voldemort and Nagini leave. Um, he like cuts his throat and then Nagini like bites him a bunch, right? Which was horrible. Which is pretty rough. Snape is is a mess. Um, and Harry comes in there, which I thought was kind of a weird move that Harry was like gonna go help him, even though he hates Snape. At this point, he didn't know anything. He didn't right? know anything. He goes and helps Snape out, and then Snape is trying to which, talk. By I the think, way, I think looking every- back, if you've just seen the movies at this point, you're a little bit confused. I think. I don't know if they did this perfectly or not. Maybe they almost should have found a way to show the pensive moment. Before the death, to critique but he had to a little get bit. The, the he tears. had to get the tears. I get it. Yeah, I know. So like, it just seemed weird to me that he was like going and being the sympathetic person towards Snape who was dying. He he witnessed. No, this no, whole no, killing. no. But that's that's general Potter thinking. Yeah. Like he he everyone's an ally at this point. Mm-hmm. That that's not Voldemort or a Death Eater. Like true, he, true, he, true. he's willing to sacrifice his feelings towards Snape to get any sort of information that can help him on this journey. So that's Snape's great point. Very I, good point. I thought this was another one of the very best moments of the whole movie. 
and like obviously this is one of the big reveals of the whole series is snape good is snape bad you find out finally snape has been the ally the good of the whole thing he gives him his tears he says you have your mother's eyes and and dies and it's always been about lily i mean it's a weird obsession with harry's mom but I guess we can look past that. Yeah, that he, but, that he but his, loved her in a weird. But he stalker, gave up everything. A stalkerish vibe, though. <laughs> yeah, like, come I, I on. I know, I know. But, but anyway, let, we don't need to debate that. Move he on. Gets, he gets the tears. He goes to the pensive. He he watches a very emotional um, video of what's been going on. The this video. Whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you back to your class rolling in the VHS? The YouTube, the YouTube pensive. Yeah. I like, mean, like literally though, he sees all these things. He sees yeah. his mom and Snape going back to when they were little kids. He sees, you know, um, what happened to him and the embarrassment he had. It shows him being the one to discover Lily James and Harry mm-hmm. right afterwards and how devastated it was. It also shows, very stalkerish. It shows yeah. the, the, um, dough, uh, the same as Lily. With the Patronus. With the Patronus, yeah. which is the one that leads him to the sword in the seventh movie. Right. It shows, you know, pretty much that he has risked everything to keep Harry alive, even if the memory of... All of the shady it, things that you've seen him do were actually a little bit flipped. And you see him yeah. through a new light and you realize he really is the hero of the entire story. And then, like, even though I've seen it so many times... Well, besides Harry, chill out. Don't it, look me it, like that. It literally... <laughs> It literally yeah, eats me up, though, every time when you see how upset he is when Dumbledore reveals that Harry has to die. Yeah. And you're hearing this for the first time, and you're just yeah. like, oh, my God, Like it can't be true. Harry also has to die. Mm-hmm. How can the hero be the one who has to die here? And so I thought like it was just such a sad moment to watch him walk out and then run into his friends and then... Hermione is like quick to figure it out, and Ron is just like, "What? Clueless? Yeah, like, what's usual. going yeah. on?" And he leaves without without even, even a saying, handshake, without anything, no hug, no it's handshake. Ron doesn't say a word. Interesting. And interesting. Hermione, I liked it, but I was just like, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know. It was just different. Yeah, I thought the same thing. But Hermione is obviously crushed. She kind of knew. He knew. And like you're saying, he's he's at peace with that. This isn't going to end well for him. So. He has this weird moment, and we have to fix this. The resurrection stone is not the same thing as the oh, sorcerer's oh, stone. Oh, who said that? Who said that? Okay, and you guys okay, shut me down right. like I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> we who were wrong. Was, who was we it? Uh, was it? Was it JC? No, but who was the person who told us? Oh, that came in and yeah, and yeah it uh, was Google. Uh, I think Tyler. Tyler oh, you Brown. Googled it. And oh, you, I Googled it. Yes, yeah, I Googled it because I was like, dude, it's definitely different, and it was. And I think they could have done that a little bit better because I guess Too many it, didn't, stones. it didn't necessarily have a huge impact on the story that he had the stone, which was cool. It opens at the close. Open at the close. Dumbledore had yeah. given him this, uh, you know, snitch. He finds a way to open it finally. And then it's this, the stone, which completes the Deathly Hallows, which is incredible, but does it really have that much meaning? He has some conversations with uh, people that he's loved that have passed. It was a good way to get It doesn't really give him any information. It sort of gives him... A comfort at the end but that's about I, it i like that though i thought it was cool to get them back in it you know he asks is it does it hurt and like you can tell like he's brave but he's afraid of this moment and even too. all the dead people are like yeah you're gonna go die right now like it's just accepted yeah they're like point. you're we're gonna be with you yeah. it's faster than falling asleep yeah and like i really liked that moment so harry ends up going um he meets up with uh with dumbledore and um i'm sorry <laughs> He meets up with Voldemort and mm-hmm. uh, all of his crew, and then uh, he doesn't even put up a fight. He doesn't even say anything. He just stands there. Harry Potter, the boy that lived, come to die, and he 
Avada Kedavra, and he's instantly transported to this afterlife purgatory, purgatory kinda, yeah. kind of place um, where he runs into Dumbledore. And I think that this was a great redemption for the for Dumbledore after he his death. You hear about how he's pretty much he's done all this stuff for power. You can't really trust him. He didn't tell Harry enough stuff, and it was all his part own of his brother point. was bad mouthing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it all comes together when you hear that, yep, he's had this plan. Harry, you you brave boy, you know, you did it. Like, I'm so proud of you. And so you learn a little bit more, and then after that, um, he gets, you know. Another chance at life. He gets another chance. He heads back, and he transports back into a moment where he meets with um, Vo- uh, uh, Malfoy's mom. And she's like, she realizes he's alive. And she says, Draco, is he alive? And Harry gives this like nod that you're kind of like, did he just nod? Mm-hmm. Or did I just imagine that? It was subtle. And I thought they did a good job of keeping it kind of a mystery. Like, is he alive or not here? Mm-hmm. Um, he gets carried back. Harry Potter is dead. Everyone's devastated. Ginny gives a great performance here. And you get a great Neville speech about how Harry lives on in all of us. Before Harry jumps out of Hagrid's arms and runs away, and runs away, which was so weird, I don't remember it going like that. He runs away. Voldemort is shooting things at and him. The de- Why did the Death Eaters all disapparate? They were like, "Holy fuck, this yeah. guy can't be killed." Holy or fuck, I'm we they just, got scared, right? Holy fuck, Voldemort just killed him, and he's he didn't die. Like we're on the wrong side. And so I think they, that, so they all zoop. they just gave a bunch of them just gave up. Yeah. They were like, "Nah, I'm not messing with this anymore. I'm not going back to fight again." So. He kind of loses, and and if when he when he kills Harry, he goes down and is like out of it and injured too. Right. He he wakes up from it and is he like wakes oh, up is and is like dead? oh my god. Another like, of his Horcruxes has now been killed. Yeah. And so he knows he's very vulnerable. I think the other people can tell that too. Harry and him are going to have to face off one last time. Nagini needs to be killed, and there's a big fight around the castle. Uh, Bellatrix gets killed. By Molly Weasley's famous confetti, uh, die bitch. Yeah, hex. I guess. Yeah, yeah, awful, awful moment. It's a green spell, though. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is a green spell. It's a killing spell. It is. I know. They, they just didn't want to green sick. there. At the oh end. yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they slowly integrated this into the series, but Harry, Hermione, especially Hermione, have start. They've been casting spells without saying it. Without, oh, as they got better? Yes, without verbalizing, you know, Expelliarmus and, and all of this stuff. Like, they, they just start, they're just throwing stuff. And that's and the Dumbledore mark. could do that. Dumbledore could, could cast three, four spells at a time without saying a word. And that's right. the mark of a great wizard. Mm-hmm. So, that. ends up getting this battle between um, Harry and Voldemort. And I loved how powerful Voldemort was in this part. In their battle? Yeah, like yeah. his cloak is literally like strangling Harry. I mean, I kind of was like, why don't you just kill him? But anyways, he's playing with his food. Harry, the only part I don't like about this, Harry grabs him. They do this weird, let's start it where, let's finish it where we started it, Tom. Tom. Yeah. And they like dive around and they're grabbing each other's faces. Terrible. Weird. Yeah. A little bit dumb. Uh, You get a great moment of Hermione and Ron fighting Nagini and out of nowhere, Neville, the other chosen one. With the up strike. Love the, the upswing. Upswing with the sword of Gryffindor to cut its head off. Right. And he's also a shows true you Gryffindor, that Gryffindor hero. I mean, Neville. But also could have shows been, you could have been the, the other prophesized boy. By the way, if if he could have been the guy, if um, Voldemort had gone had decided 
it was Neville instead of Potter. That would have been it. Also shows you Neville doesn't know how to work a sword. What? Because he, he did great. it with the upstrike. Yeah, well, he was in the... I mean, it was perfect. No, I know. It I'm looked so sweet, yeah. though. All right. Um, and then finally, you get the last battle, which they kind of butchered this. I mean, I really think it should have been in the Great Hall, surrounded by Harry and everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, defeated Voldemort in his last stand. Yeah. I think um, it, it would have looked weird on the big screen in such a... I mean, realistically, that's kind of a small space. I think it would have been so cool, though. I mean, to, I did laugh sh- a little bit when they went right after that big battle. They went back to the, like, crossing swords moment. Yeah. Where they're like pushing the spell, but this time it goes quickly to yeah, his yeah, side. No, but no, but the first time they do the spell, Voldemort is whooping him. Right. The green is almost to Harry, and Harry's fighting back, but he can't. The Elder Wand is more powerful. Yeah. And then Nagini's head gets cut off. It gets broken. Deep yeah. breath. Voldemort knows he's in deep shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do it again. He is no match. And with the level, level playing field, Harry is more pow- powerful. Harry is more so. powerful. Voldemort is, is a weak person with no love in his life mm-hmm. and he eventually just turns into paper mache horcruxless yeah right um right. yeah so overall i thought that this movie was freaking great um at the end we learned the wand lore part that uh harry this entire time was the master of mm-hmm. the elder wand from disarming malfoy and it answers to him He's a little cocky with that part before he snaps it in half yep. and throws it off of a bridge. And then you just get a nice moment at the very end with the three of them just standing there together after all these years. I thought it was a great way to end the series. Yeah, I liked it. They aged him up a little bit. They kind of showed him, hey, here's our oh, I kids. I thought that part was weird. The Albus Severus. Oh, is that, that's not what you meant. No, you I just meant, meant them they're... standing on the bridge with the music playing. Oh, that was that was the real ending. That was me. the real ending. That was good. Then the next part, I was like, "This is why do we do this? They Lord of the I Rings a did, little bit. They Lord like, of the Rings did a little bit at the end there. They gave us a couple too many endings, I think. Can I just say one thing that I really, when I was watching this, I'm not going to question the genius that was J.K. Rowling with the whole series. I mean, she brought things through. She foreshadowed stuff in book one that you only found about in book seven. I mean, crazy, crazy level of detail. I just wish that in the end, death had been a character in it. So when Harry died, he was technically the master of the Deathly Hallows. He had the stone. He was the master of the Elder Wand, and he had the cloak. So I think he should have gone and met death, who is a real character, we know that because the hallows were real. Mm-hmm. He meets death and death goes, you're, you're the master of death at this point. I've respected how you've, you've lived your life and treated others and the hallows. I will give you another chance if you, if you give me my, my hallows back. Ooh. I will give you another chance to come back. And he goes back and, and kills Voldemort. Wouldn't that have been fucking awesome to have yes. death? I mean, I get that you, what, what you said was that like Dumbledore got his chance to have an important conversation. And so I don't know how you do both, but I would love to have him met death and said the only reason you're living right now is because you are the master of the Deathly Hallows. Well, so then when he got Avada Kedavra by Voldemort and he was sent to purgatory to see Dumbledore. See, in my opinion, he did and he got knocked out. And the only person that died in that was wait, wait, wait. the piece of Voldemort. So, That's how I interpret but it. From an, uh, from an Avada Kedavra spell from Voldemort, right. Harry was not killed because he was protected by the Horcrux? He was um, just, what you're yes, saying? Yes, yeah, so the, the However, spell only but, affected the Horcrux. That's what I think happened. I mean, that seems a... I mean... Well, what do you think happened? Why so did he live? That's why I'm asking, like, is was that the interpretation of him meeting death... 
death saying you've got all three mm-hmm. and now we're going to send you back after you have a conversation with and Dumbledore. he just so I, I thought about this and I thought it would have been almost cool to see if Albus had shown up and talked to him but it was wearing all black and you're sort of like wait is it Albus or is it death but maybe that's... I think they could have just done a couple... I just wanted to see Death as a character in some way because he's clearly a real entity in sure. this world. Well, maybe that was a very subtle way of saying, like, Harry died, yeah. but he got a second chance. Because you can't just say, like, oh, Voldemort's spell didn't do what he intended it to do when he shot a Vodacadavra from the Elder Wand at Harry and it right. only killed the Horcrux. Like, that seems a little bit too specifically mm-hmm. mechanic right so uh, uh, the logic that's so, maybe why i would have preferred i'm not preferred like I don't some, know. something a little less subtle like mm-hmm. it would have been more like hey this is deathly hollows and that's the reason he got the you're live. the master of death literally yeah. at this point i mean he was all right guys um i don't know what we're gonna do next i don't either we're gonna have to think about <sighs> it this week if you guys have any suggestions it's gonna be a know. step down transformers uh, no i'm kidding <laughs> i was thinking like uh the x-men movies no uh okay um, well, we need some input. We clearly need some input. I would like to start a new one next week, literally. Yeah. I, want, I love the rewatch segment. I want to keep it rolling. We spent a lot more time in the rewatch segment to cap it off this time. Oh, it was so good. It, it was, was so It was necessary. So yeah. All right, guys. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed that Harry Potter and the Order of the Rewatch. We had a great time. Uh, I think next we should do the Fantastic Beasts series. No. All right, guys. Um, we're going to end the show today with one last game, and this is our new game called Stump the Nerds. And uh, this week, um, our questions have been provided to us by front of the pod, Tyler from Winterfell. Thank Tyler you, Tyler. from Winterfell. Yeah, we love him. All right, so um, here we go. It's another spooky trivia. Tyler from Winterfell provided this one to us. Um, so here we go. We have seven questions for you guys to end the show. Play along with us at home. Seven Horcruxes. Let's do it. What classic October movie was originally intended to be called The Babysitter Murders? Ryan. Child's Play. Wrong. Damn. Jim. Halloween. Correct. Ooh. One zip. All right. How many people associated with The Exorcist died during production? Ryan. Three. Wrong. Jim. Two. Wrong. The correct answer is nine, including two actors scripted oh to die God. in the film who died during post-production and seven other people associated with the cast and members of the crew. Jesus. Holy fuck. That's That's creepy. such a scary movie. I love that movie. All right. Uh, next up, how many people does Jason kill in Friday the 13th? Jim, six. Wrong. Friday the 13th, uh, Ryan, four. Wrong. None. It's a trick question. Jason's mother does all of the oh, killing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's funny. In 2014, the Exorcist director, William Friedkin, tweeted that he had never seen a more terrifying film than which movie? 2014. J- oh, that was the movie that, when it came out? That's when, it, that's when he said this quote, so it's kind of a hint for you. Um, Jim, It Follows? No. Ryan, uh, Hostel. Ooh, good guess, but it was the Babadook. Uh, That's the scariest movie of all time, so that makes sense. Is it really? I couldn't finish it. Which actor originally agreed to and was almost the lead um, in the movie Hocus Pocus? It's a guy. A famous male actor. Wait, that was going to be the lead? Yes. I can't even think of a lead. uh, Ryan. Yeah. Brendan Fraser. 
great guess, but no. Damn it. Um, it's the guy, you know, he had like the little bowl cut thing. He was like the... Uh, Jim, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Ooh, another great guess. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> These are deep cuts. These bro. are deep cut <laughs> questions. All right. Uh, what was Friday the 13th villain Jason originally going to be named? Jim. <laughs> yeah. Ryan. <laughs> nope. <laughs> These are hard as hell. Who knows this? Ryan, what you is got? It, is it an obvious answer? No, it's just okay. a name. It's first name. Uh, <laughs> Timothy. Ryan. Um, Kevin. Ooh, great guess. It was Josh. <laughs> Josh. Somehow Jason is scarier than Josh. Good change. All right, finally, last question. Freddy Krueger was not originally a child killer. What original plans were changed because they were deemed too dark for the movie? What was uh, he originally? Uh, he didn't kill he didn't kill the kids what did he do oh god was he jim was he a child rapist he was a child molester <laughs> ding 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 oh no, no. freddie i don't want to get a point on that freddie i think we're all losers here yeah. freddie the <laughs> child molester he was going to come into your dreams and molest you before the the studio was like just uh, kill him nah, that's just better we 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 actually think killing is less bad it it might be. Yeah. All right. Next time we have a guest question maker, <laughs> they got to be like somewhat gettable. Uh, uh, yeah. How many did anybody get on that? You got, you two. got two. I got zero. Okay. I think I have zero points total. No, you, no, you definitely no. have two at least. You get the first one In on both weeks. last times we've done it. Stump the nerds. They're, hey. they're properly hey, stumped. We're stumped. We got stumped. All right, that was guys. good. I wish we could do Nordeast rates, but we are yeah, out, of out of time. We're out of time. All right, guys. That's all time we have. Go back. Listen to our sportscast. We got a purple podcast coming up later in the week as well because the vikings are one in five there's no pride thank you guys for listening to the northeast podcast we'll be back with you guys next week